Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Awesome. Well, it is just so good to be here. Love City, how you doing? Good? Yeah. Come on. Someone had some brunch today. You're good. Yeah. Hey, we just love your church. Um, We love what God is doing. I I love that your name is Love City Church and that you live up to your name. Like, you guys love our city well. So thank you for doing that. You guys are amazing. We love what the Lord's doing. We love uh, your pastors, Pastor Ryan and Stephanie. Yeah. Hey, even though he does lie about catching more fish than me, I have to say, the one trip I caught... I, one trip I caught, why are we talking about fish right now? She said fishermen. I caught like 20-something fish the first year. Um, but then Ryan, he didn't. I don't even remember. It was so, such a small number. But the next time we went, though, I, truth be told, I caught zero fish. So if Ryan caught one, he caught more than me. So, you know, you let that be whatever you think. So, But we're just so thankful for your pastors. We love them. They're an answer to prayer in our lives to just great friends, and we get to do life together. So we're just thankful for them. Um, As I was praying about um, your church and as it was coming up to speak, something the Lord put on my heart was this scripture. It's uh, Psalms 92, 12 to 13, which talks about those who are planted in the house of the Lord, that they will flourish in the courts of our God. That, That being planted is a result of, uh, it, it results in flourishing. You can't be planted or you can't be unplanted or uproot yourself and flourish. And I just felt the Lord uh, prompt me to encourage you to stay planted, stay rooted, and actually put your roots down deeper. Like you guys have an awesome church, great leaders. You got a God-given vision. You're going places. And as you plant yourself in the house, just watch. Just watch how God will work through your life. As you are planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hey, we are in a collection of talks called uh, the greatness or uh, the greatness of Jesus. The greatness of Jesus. I-, I love this series and what and walking through Colossians so so good. Uh, and today I'm talking about the greatness of Jesus through suffering. The greatness of Jesus through suffering. Subtitle uh, you could call is, Don't Stop in the Suffering. Don't Stop in the Suffering. Now, something I am very uncomfortable with is suffering. (laughs) I am not comfortable with it. it. I don't think anybody really is comfortable with suffering. If you are, let's talk later. It's all good. But, um... I'm not comfortable with suffering. And so when Pastor Ryan uh, uh, said me uh, what, where it was in the text um, and, and how it was that, that we we're talking about suffering, I felt a little uncomfortable because I personally am not comfortable about suffering. If there's an easy path, I'm like, ooh, that sounds, that sounds nice. Is there ice cream down that way? There's no suffering down there. But Paul, he's writing in the midst of suffering. He's writing from prison. He's writing from prison, 
uh, uh, for preaching the gospel of Jesus, that you and I can be reconciled to God through Jesus, that all men can come to him through Jesus. And so he's in jail for preaching this, for the love of the Lord, the church, and so now he is experiencing real suffering. It's not a theological uh, Paul has an idea about suffering. No, he is walking through and experiencing this suffering. And here's what he says. He says in Colossians 1.24, I am glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the suffering of Christ that continue for his body, the church. God has given me the responsibility of suffering, suffering, serving, serving his church by by proclaiming his entire message to you. I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body. Um, something I enjoy is hiking. Do you, do you like hiking? Does anybody like hiking? Okay, everybody. Okay, I, now I can be honest. I like the idea of hiking, and I like the idea of being on top of the mountain and looking out. Now, my wife, she actually likes hiking. And, like, she is a former, uh, like, high-performance athlete, and I am not. And so we, we go hiking, and um, quite honestly, there is a soundtrack to our hikes. And the soundtrack to our hikes usually, well, it always comes from me. And it comes from, oh, my goodness, my legs are hurting. Oh, my, that's where we're supposed to walk up? How much longer is this? And like, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but so my wife goes at a pace. And I actually liked last year when she was pregnant, walking at her pregnancy pace. So she waddled up and I'm like, this is my pace. Um, but, <laughs> am I allowed to say what? Okay, but, but I complain the whole way. There's been so many times where my body hurts, my knees hurt, my feet hurt, I, my lungs are like, <gasps> and I honestly, I wasn't sure if I saw Jesus or if it was just the sun, like it was close call. And, and there's so many times where I'm like, I just want to quit. I just want to stop the pain. I just want to stop this, this, this pain point, this suffering. And uh, now there's been a couple times, I'll be true to you, is uh, there's been a couple times where I have. But most times, because of peer pressure, or like, okay, my wife's going, I better go, um, is I continue, and it's only about like another 45 or an hour after this four-hour hike, five-hour hike that we get to the mountain, at the, the peak, and it's beautiful. You see this great view, this majesty, you're reminded of... God created all this. It's beautiful. I love it. That's my favorite part. But if I would have given up at the pain point, if I would have given up in the suffering, I would have missed out on the greatness that was awaiting for me. I would have missed out on what was the view or what I was to experience if I just kept going. All those steps of me going and my calves burning and where, what, what muscle is that? Um, I, that would have all been in vain if I would have stopped in the suffering and said, okay, I'm going home. That's it. I'm done. Now, uh, but because of that, there's, there was a purpose to end the suffering, to reach the end. There was purpose. Now, Paul, he's suffering. 
In verse 24, he didn't, uh, in, he didn't just say, I'm glad when I suffer, and then he stops there. There was purpose in his suffering. It wasn't just suffering for suffering's sake. That, Paul, go see someone. That's not healthy. But there is actually, he says this, I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I'm participating. So Paul is participating in the suffering with Christ for what? For the body, the church, and for the kingdom of God. It was, it, what's uncomfortable to me is this, is that you can be doing the will of God, you can be doing the right thing, be in the right place, and yet you still have trials, you still experience challenges, and you can still, as we see with Paul, experiencing suffering. Like, I'm okay if some... I'm okay if someone does something wrong and they, or, and they suffer. Like if I'm driving on Deerfoot, coming from the great north all the way pretty much down here to Okotoks. And, oh, okay. But I'm coming down. And then, then like, I don't know, I'm driving. The roads are snowy. It's like a whiteout. It's icy on the roads. I'm driving. I'm doing my responsible 98 kilometers. Oh, I know, we're northwest, okay. Um, but I'm driving. Okay, we'll do 102, okay. Hey, whoa, don't break the law. But then someone speeds by me. Let's just pick a name, Ryan, Pastor Ryan. Speeds by me. This isn't arbitrary at all. And he speeds by me. And then I think, oh my goodness, this guy, come on. And then 10 minutes later, I see him in the ditch pushing his car out. Who's laughing? Too much. But he's pushing his car out of the ditch. I'm okay with his suffering because he did something wrong. But what's uncomfortable to me is you can be doing the right thing, the will of God, and yet you can still experience trials, challenges, and, and, and suffering. Because human, Jesus even said this, he said, in this world you will have tribulation." But I'm so glad that he didn't stop there. He actually has better news, and I'm going to get to that later. But human nature is to stop suffering, right? Like if you've ever put your hand on something hot, you're like, whoa, and you take it away. You stop suffering. Whatever's causing pain, whatever that pain point is, I want to remove myself because I am uncomfortable with suffering. I'm uncomfortable with this pain. I want to give up give in or bow down because I want to be done, right? Like my hiking. <laughs> Natalie, I just want to be done. And then we realize, oh, I'm hiking with friends. Okay, let's keep going here. <laughs> Is that why we always hike with friends? Oh. <laughs> but see, if, if, if you stop in the pain point, if you stop in the suffering, if you stop in challenge, and I don't need to define what that is for you. We all have challenges. We all have sufferings. You all have a pain point. But if we stop in the midst of that, if we decide I'm going to give up in this point, we will miss out on the purpose and what God wants to do in and through there. That you will see the greatness of Jesus work in and through your life. In and through your suffering, yeah. in and through the challenge, in and through the trial that you're facing. Yeah, yeah. Can I encourage you? Don't stop in your suffering. Yeah, yeah. 
Don't stop in the trial. Don't stop in the challenge. Because through, uh, uh, through your suffering, what are you doing? You are actually participating with Christ in the suffering. And then through challenge, through tribulation, you will see the greatness of Jesus. You will see the greatness of Jesus. And not only you, but those around you. How awesome would it be for your kids to see that you didn't give up? You didn't give in. You didn't bow down when the pressure was on. Know what would happen is they look at you and say, his faith is real. Her faith is real. Mom's faith is real. Dad's faith is real. And they will keep going on. I think it's a great testimony for your kids. See, following this verse of 25, Paul goes on and we see why he didn't give up. We see the why. And then we also see the how he didn't give up in the midst of a trial, in the midst of challenge, in the midst of, well, this is not a good day. I'm in prison, right? We see why he didn't. And I think we can draw something from this for our own lives as we go through challenges, trials, and suffering. In Colossians 1.26, it says this. The message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. That's so good. For God wanted them to know that the riches of and glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. High five. That is good news for you and I. And this is the secret. Lean in here. This is the secret, right? It's a secret. Christ lives in you. This gives you assurance of sharing his glory. That is so good. That Christ in you, he is the hope of glory. That's Paul's message. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all the wisdom of God has given us. We want to present them to God, perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. I want you to know how much I agonize for you and for the church of Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged. He wants you to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of the wisdom and knowledge. Isn't that so good? So Paul didn't give up because he had a message that he was to carry and to share of God's plan that was revealed through Christ and that every one of us could now experience that. That we can now have a relationship with God. That Gentiles included. To know the plan of God which is in Christ. That Christ in you, this is a game changer. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your assurance of glory because Christ is in you. The other thing, so he didn't give up because the message he had. Also, I believe he, had, he didn't give up because the love he had for the Lord and for the church. In Colossians 2, 2, he encourages the church to be knit together with strong ties of love. 
Now, I don't think Paul's just randomly pulling it out just the same way he wasn't pulling out just, okay, suffering. and He was living it. Paul had, uh, was practicing what he preached. He suffered. I believe it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 13, 4, where love suffers long. His love for Jesus, his love for the church caused him to suffer long. So how did Paul not give up? I think we see this in, in Colossians 1.29. This is why I work and struggle so hard. Depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. It is Christ's mighty power that works within him. He depended on God, uh, Christ's mighty power that worked within him to not just, just like barely scrape by, but to go through suffering for his purpose right? Not by Paul's might, not by Paul's like, the, like just having it all together, not by Paul's like just I'm a Roman citizen. No, it was by God's spirit that he was able to work, work through and go through the suffering. Paul endured because he had a message to preach. He had a love for the church and for Jesus. And know what? He worked uh, he, he was empowered by Christ's mighty power working in and through him. Now, what is that power? That is the resurrection power of God. That is the power that is in us. You know, Romans 8.11 says this. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. That is the resurrection power of God living in you. That's good. That's a good deal. Jesus, I understand why you said it was better that you go. Because you said the Holy Spirit. The same power. The resurrection power living in you. And just as, as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. That's good. That's what Paul understood. Today, you have a message. You are charged. If you say, Jesus, you are Lord of my life. You are now charged to, to be reconcilers of God. You have a message of hope that you are to share in your words, but also through more so through your life and living, that, that your life would be read as an epistle so that you bring all people into reconciliation with God. You have to proclaim Christ. You have a message. The love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. You have the love of God in your heart. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, as we just read, now dwells in you. Now dwells in you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, his resurrection power, now lives in you. So in suffering, in trials, in challenges we face, we are participating with Christ. It's, it's good that if we're participating with Christ in suffering... It means we will then participate with him in resurrection. It's so good. In suffering, in trials, we're participating. But when you don't give up, when you don't give in, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain point, you will see the greatness of Jesus. His resurrection power working in and through your life. I love, uh, I was going through with a small group in my church. If you're not in a small group, here's a shameless plug. Join a small group. So good. But I was going with um, a small group, and we're going through the book of John week by week, and it was chapter 19. And that's where 
John chapter, uh, John 19. It's where Jesus was betrayed. He was beaten. He was crucified. And that was the end of that week. That was a depressing week if you didn't know what was coming. What was coming, though, was the resurrection power of God. The story didn't end there. Turn the page. You see the resurrection power of God. And then you see on suffering, on the sacrifice, the resurrection power. Now we can walk in the promises. The story didn't end there. Today, I don't know what you're going through. Life challenges. Can I encourage you? Your story does not stop there. Your story doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop in the suffering. You will experience God's resurrection power working in and through your life, and you will see the greatness of Jesus in Jesus' name. Romans 8.17 says this, and if children, so we're talking about we're adopted as children, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Isn't that good? When we suffer, when we, we don't give up, we can experience his resurrection power working in and through your life because you are a child of God. When Paul said in verse 24, when he said, I was glad when I suffered. It wasn't that he was crazy. He knew what was coming. The resurrection power of God working in and through him. The reason why you and I are sitting here in part is because Paul didn't give up. I think of this. Who will be sitting here because you didn't give up? Because you didn't give up in the midst of a pain point, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of challenge. You know, it, it's something that suffering I'm uncomfortable with, but it's yet something that my wife and I, we've dealt with on so many fronts for the last three years. There was stuff, I had a business and it did not, I sold it, I didn't want to sell it, it was just challenge. My wife lost her job after so many years, it was like a dream job. But the worst, was, uh, the hardest I would say, was we, we had a miscarriage. We lost a baby. And there were so many times where I wanted to give up. Where the thought of, I just want to just give up, just stop. Because there's a pain point. But Natalie and I both, together, I'm so thankful for my wife, is that we knew that Spirit of God if we just didn't give up, if we just kept going back to what Paul say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the assurance. Keep going back to what he said in his word, that he is good. So we didn't give up. And we saw his resurrection life work in and through our life. Today, we have a two-month-old little girl and her name's Elia, and, and it means, her name means God has answered our prayer. And today, Natalie's holding what I believe is God working in and through 
and holding a little promise, but the resurrection power of even a dream that could have died, a desire that could have died if we let it, but instead we didn't give up because we knew Christ, the hope of glory. Can I encourage you, in the midst of whatever, don't give up. Don't give in. Don't bow down. You're suffering with Christ, but if you suffer with Christ, you will also experience his resurrection power in and through your life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In Jesus' name, you will see the resurrection power. Would you stand with me? you're here you've been experiencing some life suffering can come I think from sometimes it's choices we make sometimes it's just life and sometimes it's like Paul where he's doing what God has said and yet there's a pain point there's suffering I want to pray for you right now for faith to arise that you would not give up that you would not give in but that you would know that Christ is working in and through you and you experience his resurrection power let's pray Father we just thank you right now for every person in this room every person online Father we just pray right now Father for faith to arise hope to arise Father, we thank you that Christ is in us. And that is our hope, our assurance. And that, Father, that we will experience your resurrection power. So right now, I pray for everyone who's going through it right now. Going through suffering. Going through a pain, trial. Father, that you would bring courage, faith. And, Father, I thank you that they will see the greatness of Jesus working in and through in Jesus name in Jesus name now if you're here and you've never made Jesus Lord I believe today is your day he loves you we said Christ in you is the hope of glory he loves you so much the whole reason he came is for you so you could do life with him life is bad is meant to be done with him if you're here today, you want to make Jesus Lord of your life, we're going to pray all together. I believe today is your day to say, I want to do life with Jesus. Would you just pray this with me? Jesus, I want to do life with you. I make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your love, your peace, your presence, your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that for the first time, or hey, you hit that reset button, there's a number on the screen. Text that. Uh, come on, that's so good. All right, we're going to go out with... Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.